welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. Page 789. She will grow out of it, Bashet said. I should hope so, I said through gritted teeth. It's a noxious habit. That is not what I meant, Bashet said. I mean, she will grow taller. Hopefully then she will distribute her attentions more evenly across the body. Right now, she attacks the groin too regularly. It makes her easy to predict and defend against. She gave me a pointed look to anyone with a shred of wit. I closed my eyes again. No lessons right now, Vachette, I begged. I'm ready to vomit up yesterday's breakfast. She climbed to her feet. It sounds like the perfect time for a lesson. Stand up. You should learn how to fight while wounded. This is an invaluable skill. Cillian has given you the chance to practice. You should thank her. Knowing it was pointless to argue, I climbed to my feet and began to walk gingerly toward my training board. Vashet caught me by the shoulder. No, hands only. I sighed. Must we, Vashet? She raised an eyebrow at me. Must we what? Must we focus always on hand fighting, I said. My swordplay is falling farther and farther behind. Am I not your teacher? She asked. Who are you to say what is best? I am the one who will have to use these skills out in the world, I said pointedly. And out in the world, I would rather fight with a sword than a fist. Bashet lowered her hands, her expression blank. And why is that? Because other people have swords, I said. And if I'm in a fight, I intend to win. Is winning a fight easier with a sword? She asked. Bashet's outward calm should have warned me I was stepping onto thin conversational ice, but I was distracted by the nauseating pain radiating from my groin. Though honestly, even if I hadn't been distracted, it's possible I wouldn't have noticed. I had grown comfortable with Vachette. Too comfortable to be properly careful. Of course, I said. Why else carry a sword? That is a good question, she said. Why does one carry a sword? Why do you carry anything so you can use it? Vachette gave me a look of raw disgust. Why do we bother to work on your language, then? She asked angrily, reaching out to grab my jaw, pinching my cheeks and forcing my mouth open as if I were a patient in the medica refusing my medicine. Why do you need this tongue if a sword will do? Tell me that. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick, and Quoth is so thick. He had this exact same discovery at the beginning of this chapter, or maybe it was the last chapter. Okay, fine. It was the beginning of the previous chapter where he learns that the point of Sleeping Bear is control. The point of all of this, she even says, is control. And he not only fails to learn that lesson, he steps in it even deeper here by saying, I intend to use my sword to win fights and kill people. Of course she gets upset. But also, like, his rationale is sound. If I, if someone was teaching me how to use a sword, I would assume that it was for the purpose of winning a sword fight. I don't think that's a completely stupid assumption to make, but I do think that you're right that he is not picking up on why he's being taught these skills. And quite frankly, I don't think that I am either. I think it is a stupid assumption to make based on my own understanding of how martial arts are trained. It's the same reason as I'm so uh, disappointed with Quoth for the beginning of the previous chapter, not understanding that you need to like learn the foundations of control before you move on to weaponry. It's the way martial arts are taught in the real world. Maybe it's not how they're taught in this in this fictional world, but it seems to me that like any child learns early on when they're learning martial arts that the purpose is self-discipline and self-control so you don't hurt yourself or others unless you absolutely need to and then you understand 
how and why you you have the power you have. Like it's also a metaphor for Quoth as a whole. And I'm not saying that I'm like that this is out of character for Quoth. It's just he's being real thick. It's another moment where he fails to see the obvious lesson and it gets a little frustrating to me. But there's also like there's two slightly different things here, right? Like I agree with you completely that he is stupid to say to Vashet, why can't we practice with swords? Because you're right that like learning the unarmed foundation is designed to be teaching you techniques that you're going to then use with the sword. So it's all building on one another. But I think that construing the point of learning a deadly martial art as being, I'm going to learn how to kill people with a sword is like not a stupid thing to assume. No one goes to a Taekwondo class because they just want to learn like self-discipline and self-control. You want to learn how to like kick someone in the head real hard. If you just wanted to learn self-discipline and self-control, you could take a math class. Maybe you'd like fitness. <laughs> well, I don't because I don't get to kick, pe- kick people in the head. I also think close to teenager. Like this is a very teenager reaction to learn something that instantly forget it and need to be retaught it. That's a super teenagery thing to have happen. That's true. And on the same tack, I think this might also be one of the weaknesses of having a sexual relationship with your teacher because as he says on the page he's grown comfortable he's seeing her as like a friend a peer someone who he can joke with and like you know have a a sexual relationship with when he should never forget the gravitas and the respect that he should be giving to this person who is his his teacher he is the pupil she is the master it seems to me like it's a cultural gulf a little bit as well i don't disagree with that i also think that as an extension of kind of like the hand fighting being the thing that the sword fighting is foundationed upon that's i think that's the same in any discipline but it's also very like teenager kitty to want to skip those things i agree with that that you want to skip over the uh the foundations and get to the fun stuff. Yes. These are my things. These are the things I say. These are the things we say. I know out of the things. Uh, hands, I suppose, Jordana? I guess. This feels less important. I don't know. Do you feel like it's a particularly important mention of hands? Well, it comes after the uh, description of Naden who lost his. He doesn't say he's looking down at his hands. No, but Vashet says hands only. Potentially, this is Vashet, like Vashet is structuring the lessons in this way in order to help ensure the safety of his hands. Like, I I don't doubt that Vashet has noticed how important he feels his hands are. She also knows that he's a musician, right? So she probably, even though she thinks it's a filthy habit, she probably also is sympathetic to his desire. And so she's probably structured his lessons in such a way that he has the foundations to keep his hands safe when he does move on to swords. Which might be another reason she's so frustrated, where she's like, look, I did this for you, you thicky. This letter is from Desert Dry, who writes on what I said was true from a certain point of view. Page 682. From a certain point of view. So if the Cathay is a seer and a knower of multiple realities, then what it says is true is true for a certain reality. If I were the Cathay... I would have trouble identifying or grounding myself to which reality I was talking about. Perhaps I would want to merge all the realities and be rid of torment and madness. Did the Chandrian torture or split the Cathay? Did the Cathay split realities by splitting itself? Cathay is a naming of a single person and by a familiar word. The Cathay is a title that denotes a particular position of authority held in the greater multiverse. Certain point of view? 
What about Felurian? Dayward in a tree. Signed, Hike U. Th- this would be torment were it a human placed in this perspective, but I feel that the Cathay, being inhuman, sees all these possibilities. Perhaps it needs to talk to a person in order to see them. Like, it, it talks to Quoth for a while. In fact, it, like, practically begs Quoth to talk to it before it goes, ah, yes, maybe it likes to see the futures, but it can only see the futures when it's interacting with a person. And the more it says to them, the more it can see the branches and the more it can look and find the uh, the misery that it wants to wreak. I certainly don't see it as seeming uh, tormented. If anything, it seems like a junkie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I guess I don't like thinking about branching timelines too much in the context of this book because there's already so much other sci-fi fantasy stuff going on. You just don't want to admit that there's the possibility of a time loop. <laughs> I would find that annoying, yes, but uh, I guess it's just like it's too much fiffle faffle for me. Um, Ooh, fiffle faffle. <laughs> I do kind of like the idea that it the more it, you answer its questions, the less hazy and the more clear the the various branches of your timeline become to it, and then it can seek out the answer it can give you that will lead to the worst branch of that that kind of infinite timeline if that makes sense. That's certainly the impression I get from reading that sequence again. Like it really seems like it was trying to get him to talk, even though he didn't necessarily have to like give details. It seems like the longer it spoke to him, the more it could see. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. And that seems like a good rule binding it somewhat. So it's not just like an omniscient God figure. It has to like work a little bit to see the timelines. And listeners, you can see the timeline. Wait, hang on. No, let me backtrack. And listeners, I can see a timeline stretching out ahead of me. A timeline in which we return for another episode on tomorrow's page. Of the wind. wind.